Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show. Monday through on the Athletic Podcast Network. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Zach Harper. We got a full squad today, folks. Yeah. Break for Vic. Break for Vic. He's going to win today, huh? No. I cannot have everything in life. God had to keep me humble. Diving into the paint, rebound, dunking on people, Euro stepping. I also want to get rid of replays. Let's just go with human error again, okay? Just live with bad calls, people. We just need to live with errors. That's it. Kanye got in so much trouble, Kyrie got in trouble. Yo, how I work this shit? Bruh. New York strip steak? Ooh. This is the basketball buds. Braised beef short ribs? Dang! Favorite athletic writer. Hey, Matt at me, bro. I'm gone. Yes. Welcome to the Athletic NBA Show podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Zach Harper. We got Trevon Edwards. We got James Edwards the third. We got Mo Dakil. We got Jay King. We got a full squad. Strength in numbers or whatever. Whatever BS mantra and social code and hashtag you want to use. Strength in numbers on today's podcast. We got a good podcast for you. Normally we normally I lie about that, right? I'm like, yeah, Are we sure good. it's gonna be good? No, I'm sure it's we gonna haven't be, even started recording. I'm sure well, we have started recording. This is the intro, and I'm sure it's gonna be good. Except for one minute. The, there's gonna be a no. I'm, <laughs> we're gonna make that minute good. Trust me. I got fired. Some, yeah, it sure is. Uh, I got some. I got some thoughts on that. But uh, let's start off. I feel like I'm wasting a little time here, gentlemen, by not just getting right to it. But not as much time being wasted as the Celtics have done, and as John Morant and the Grizzlies have done. These are the two kings of wasting time on a basketball court. So the other day. In the Grizzlies game, uh, who I can't remember who they were playing, but opponent made the shot. And, you know, the clock's running because it's not in the last two minutes. And this is sometime in the fourth quarter. And I want to say, at first, Jaw, like, kind of just lets the ball roll, right? Like, they haven't inbounded yet. It's through the net. And it's just bouncing around. And he's just kind of, like, walking towards it. And maybe five or six seconds run off the clock in that point. And then he... He gets the ball and tosses it to the referee. So, like now, the you know his inbound clock still hasn't started. Referee bounces it back to him, and by the time he gets the ball inbounded, I want to say like twelve or fourteen seconds ran off the clock. It was something ridiculous like that. And then I, someone from CBS Sports was Jack Maloney or somebody from CBS Sports noticed that the Boston Celtics are essentially running screens to keep the other team from inbounding the ball. So Jay got offensive lineman out there. Jay, what the hell is happening? It's a good tactic. Like you're up in the fourth quarter, the running clock until the last two minutes, you know, on a made basket. These two teams are learning how to, with a lead, just waste a lot of time in a way that I don't know we've ever seen to this level. Like this isn't just rolling the ball up the floor and walking the dog, right? Like it's not that this is just to even get the ball in. Yeah, and and <laughs> the other day, Aaron Gordon ended up just decking Grant Williams, like absolutely just tackling him because the Celtics were set up like offensive linemen to stop Gordon and any other Nuggets player from touching the ball while they were running clock 
And it was, he literally like ran over Grant Williams. And I asked Grant after the game, I was like, uh, what'd you feel about getting decked? And he was like, no, that, that was cool. Like I respected that. He was just trying to make a play on the ball. Like we were standing there. <laughs> we were. It looks like a uh, punt and then everybody's just standing around the ball as they watch it roll. It's ridiculous. I, it, it's gimmicky. The NBA need, it's so it. gimmicky. The NBA needs to figure out something. And I don't know what that something is um, because you can't just let teams run clock down. And now it, it's getting so outrageous where guys are standing in front of the ball. It's, it's like the the flying V, like, yes. like they're just all, <laughs> yeah. all walking with it, mighty ducks. Down. You remember? You remember when uh, we had a point of emphasis on defensive players cannot touch the ball when it goes through the net, right? Like you can't. Like that's a delay a game. After you score, right? You can't just let it through. I don't. Yeah. This is worse. I don't yeah. know how you regulate this because there is kind of a tricky line here to to toe in terms of like can you really tell someone to like rush the inbound more than the five seconds and everything? But I do feel like the NBA needs to step in here. We, this can't be all season long. Like we, this has got to be an executive decision by Adam silver or whatever with the rules committee. Like there's got to be an emergency session to get this fixed because I like, I don't mind the walk of the, the, the dog with the ball, you know, like that's on the defense to force them to pick it up quicker. This is ridiculous though. I think there should be a rule. And I don't know how it's implemented. I'm tired of also just having to like add rules because it just all the gimmicky stuff, whether it's uh, the, the the swing up on shooting. It's just always the, the league is getting a little too gimmicky. But oh, no, you got to try to got to try to win however <laughs> possible. I, I, and I get it. <laughs> There's extent. always another loophole, man. I get it to an extent. But seven seconds after the ball the goes thing, through I the don't net. like my ally here. Right, so I, right. I'm just <laughs> Once the ball goes through the net, the ref should start at seven seconds immediately. Oh, okay. And the ball has to be inbounded. So just from the ball going through the net. Yeah. It gives you two seconds to gather yourself and then five seconds, your normal five seconds to inbound. The ball. All they have to do is just in the fourth quarter, have the game clock stop on made buckets every time. No, no that's, that's going to take too much, time. No. too much time. First talking about guys, we need to not regulate this. Just you, you, you got to just deal with it. The defenses need to figure out what they're going to do. The walking the ball, like Zach said, just press up. That's fine. That's, the inbounding yeah, that's of the fine. ball thing, like, we got to stop trying to regulate everything. Because when we regulate it, we're just going to end up making it worse. It's, you know, stop the ball, uh, stop the clock. All right, now the fourth quarter goes for an extra 20 minutes. No, just because Jay threw out a bad idea doesn't mean that's the solution. How do you how do you really fix it? Like, there's no real good solution. Okay, so on a break, sure. on a break it's, away, up to the, it's up to the discretion. I thought mine was good. Damn it. Yeah, that's, I mean that's something. You know what would fix it? Elam ending. Yeah, Jay's oh, just God. trying. No, we're not Jay's doing this. Jay's just trying to be a dick. He woke up on the wrong side of the bed <laughs> on Sunday. To, he didn't have to try. Whoa, 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 man. I think. Um, I I I think that. Uh, I think you could. Can't you just leave it up to the referee's discretion? Like Trey, couldn't you just make this a delay a game? worthy situation if it gets egregious yeah you could but i just think that right now they're just trying something out i mean i wouldn't be too alarmed about it um unless it starts to affect games like the celtics like, one's egregious that's i mean they're literally blocking people from getting to the ball jaws just yeah, like kind of yeah. like moseying around right jaws jaws mm-hmm. treating it like i treat a grocery store i'm just kind of strolling 
You know, I'm not in any rush. Like, I'm just, you know, see what's there. I'll see what, see what they got there at Erewhon today. Like, let's well, see what the, what the cooked food is. Window shopping. Yeah, just kind of, just kind of going for a little, a little stroll. But the Celtics are, I mean, they're blocking better than the Rams right now. Like, this is just. <laughs> that's not saying much, yeah. Zach. We're blocking think, better than the Rams right now. I think have a couple. Of, <laughs> I think a couple of teams uh, complain about it a little bit more, and they'll kind of take, you know, take heat about it. But right now. Um, it's just starting to catch some eyes, and yeah, unless it affects games, I don't, I don't see a problem with it. Well, it's, it's an interesting strategy, though. I it don't is. Know if they I think mean, they're genius or not, but um, it, it's it's something to to look at that, and see if other teams pick up and try to do it as well. That that running clock, like in the fourth quarter with the lead, I mean, that is a it is a smart idea. I also wonder, I wonder if this. It is catching eyes and people are talking about it online, which usually will lead to the NBA taking a look at it because the NBA is very online. Um, Mm -hmm. But it also reminded me just now of, I think, I think Instagram got a a fine for Nikola Vucevic the other day because he didn't get, he got called for, I think an offensive foul and he, and he, he flipped the bird at one of the referees. It didn't get seen um, by the referee. So he didn't get a tech or anything, but it got, it started getting posted on social media and maybe the NBA would have seen it anyway because it was on the broadcast. But I kind of think the internet snitched on, on Vooch. It's just, and got him a, got him a fine. I didn't know he got fined for yeah, it. Yeah, he got hilarious. fined. It's just like when somebody calls in a penalty it's for golf. Internet. The internet is the greatest <laughs> detectives. Yeah, I mean, they are, man. The internet like is it's, the greatest detectives, man. Yeah, he was fined $15,000. for your for your clicks and likes, internet. I hope it was <laughs> worth it. I was worth the most expensive middle finger of all time. No, there's got to be. No, there's plenty yeah, of there's worse, probably worse. worse ones. Do you, think, do you think if he flashes two middle fingers, it's 30? Ooh, good question. Ooh. Or is it just fifteen for the for? It's an obscene gesture. It doesn't matter what the obscene gesture is. I would be if you're not stone cold and you're doing two do, two middle fingers. It's got to be aggressive. Like that's probably thirty. It's got to like be. who I, does I two middle fingers? Double, yeah, yeah. I, if you can find yeah, a way to get a third the, one in the there, middle, be forty-five. Let the middle finger fly, man. <laughs> I'm with let it. it be, I, let it be welcome. Look, Trey. Yeah, I'm, I'm with I it. have a I have a fuck off chambered at every every moment of the day. I'm always ready and I'm always ready to let a middle finger go up like that. I think it's just, we know sir. it's just part of communicating. I just, I just think that we just moving in a softer <laughs> era, man. We just go and censor everything at this point. Like no emotion, no nothing. You can't even talk trash talk at this point. Mm-hmm. They're going to be calling something. I mean, it so, sucks. I don't, I don't know. Devin Booker got a, got a tech for yelling. We share the basketball, the Timberwolves. You got a tech for that. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's not even talking trash. That's, that's no. He's that's trying to help taunting. them. That's too. No, that's he's too trying much. to help That's them. too hurtful. To the Timberwolves. Hurt their feelings. Come the Timberwolves on. are like. Cat man. looked at him, going like, "Come on, man." I, You're right. I love You're the right. idea we of don't. like the rest of the team just kind of like pointing towards D'Angelo Russell, like that's our point guard. What do you expect? <laughs> Did you not see the hurt feelings, act the slumped shoulders, everything that happened after that? You know, it's like, oh, yeah, but that's because he's they hate, right. That's because they hate each other. That had nothing to do with Devin Booker. They just don't like playing with each other. But I think that's all that Trey's on to something, is, though, about like just the league being a bit too soft in that sense. One of my favorite highlights is Sean Kemp dunking on the dude and then pointing at him. Right? Oh, like, the Lister Blister, yeah, man. Like, you know, like that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, he dunked on there Chris we go. Who's the guy that Shaq dry humped? Uh, D- I mean, that was a lot of people. That? It's Chris, Chris Dudley. Dudley yeah. And then Dudley, Dudley threw the ball yeah. at Shaq afterwards. It led to like an altercation. <laughs> Yo, that's that's the most disrespectful shit ever. Like to dunk on someone so hard that they throw the ball at you. 
He was like, he was at half court. Like the, he, the ball had lost its steam. No, it by was that. Like, was actually getting back on defense. The commentators were like, Dudley yeah. might have been a good quarterback at some point. <laughs> like, that was a good, yeah, throw. A good Look, that's some pinpoint accuracy, man. It's a big ass. So. That was good. <laughs> big target. Uh, I would trade though. I think I think we get a little soft here. I think we got to have some fun this week. Basketball is fun. Don't turn it like I know you want the ratings in the NFL. It's not because they're no fun when it comes to celebrations. You gotta let you gotta let that stuff fly. You gotta let it go. Um, Speaking of the Celtics wasting time, the Celtics are on fire. J King, they have they've got what is it six in a row? Is that it? Six in a row. Yeah, they look phenomenal. Um, I still think. I'm still, I don't like this defense right now. Uh, the defense is still bad, but their offense is. It just hasn't mattered. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, they, their offense is just destroying. <laughs> their offense <laughs> has been utterly ridiculous. And a lot of it is just half-court offense. Like, their half-court offense, according to Cleaning the Glass, is eight points per 100 plays better than the second best, which is just insane. Like, they are just executing at a high level shooting a ton of threes. Jason Tatum has been great every single game. Ridiculous. And the like it's crazy to watch this team and think that the main guys were all the same as they were last, the beginning of last season when they just had no clue how to play basketball together. And yeah. now this team is like moving without the ball. They're they make great cuts. I, it's just 100% different brand of basketball. Than they played at the beginning of last season, and their offense is like like really really good right now, and it, it's masking their defense because their the, defense is very average. Yeah, no, the defense is worse than average. The defense is bad. But um, yes. do you think that this is a product of Joe Missoula and what he's been able to do with it, or do you think it is just that extended comfort from last year, everything they learned as they went from a team people were trying to break up to a team that that was two wins away from a championship? Well, it started at the end of last season. The, after the trade deadline, basically post post Schroeder, they were the best offense in the league last season. Um, so they were very tough to guard at the end of the regular season last year. Had their nights when they weren't as good in the playoffs, but for the most part were pretty good in the playoffs against some awesome, awesome defenses. Uh, and then this year, like they added Sam Hauser to the rotation, who can really shoot. They added Malcolm Brogdon, who's made a huge, huge difference off the bench. And I just think Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are playing like they, they've learned how to make everybody else's job easier and their own job easier. Everything for them used to be tough, right? Like Jason Tatum, dribble, 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 take a tough contested jump shot and live with it. And now it's like he's running into screens and, and really playing with pace and, you know, flaring to give himself open shots and getting – you know, all, all the easy baskets off cuts and stuff like that, drawing free throws at a level he's never done before. Uh, so I, I just think it's a continuation of what started last year, and and they're really building off that. I don't love their bench. I don't know if that's a, a take. Like, I, I Malcolm obviously wasn't out, <laughs> but the team that they trotted out last night against Detroit and they were able to hang on and win because Tatum just went nuclear and Marcus Smart hit ridiculous amount of threes. I just I don't know how that bench holds up when it gets to nitty gritty time. Like you're not you can't play Blake. Like Blake got benched late last night. Cornette, like do you trust Cornette when games matter? I like Hauser. I don't love Peyton Pritchard. Like I just don't. Do you trust Malcolm Brogdon to be healthy for for the majority of the season? Like I, I do wonder 
about the bench, but I mean, once you get to the playoffs, you're already limiting your rotation anyway. But if I had one nitpick, I think that would be that would be it. I, I would add one more bench well, it, piece. It, it shows it shows thinner though because Robert Williams is out right now, and hopefully he can. Uh, oh yeah, you, that, you I know, forgot like, about When he comes him, yeah. back, then you're not worried about having to play Blake, right? Because Grant Williams goes to no, the you're bench, right. and 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 so on. The guard rotation may be a little bit thin depending on Brogdon's health, but. The one thing I love about the Celtics, and they're not even doing it that much, but they're doing it more than last year, they're getting out in transition. They're trying to find easier buckets, which is something they did not do at all last year. I think this year, they're about middle of the pack. Last year, they were like in the 20s. So this is, I think, a big jump for them in that area, and I think that helps just make it easier. Do you think, Jay, do you think that Celtics fans are distracted by the the good play of this team enough to not have to like pretend that Peyton Pritchard was ever good. Like, do you think that, that like they still want to do that? Right. But now they don't have to because they're so, they're so deep. Peyton Pritchard can really shoot and shooting 27% from three this year, <laughs> but he shot 41, he need to, he need 41% to get each of his first two years, rebound. 41% each of his first two years. So he can really shoot uh, <laughs> if you need, if you need him to play, but, but Brogdon just gives him a totally different level of playmaking. Um, Playmaking, defense, scoring, yeah. And, and the interesting player. thing with Brogdon is they they've literally brought him in and and told him to be the same person he was in Indiana. Like they haven't, they've given him the ball whenever he's on the court and just kind of let him be in charge. And I didn't really expect that because obviously he's playing with a lot more talent now. Yeah, but he's still running a ton of pick and rolls. His usage rate is higher than it was in Indiana. Shots fired to TJ Warren. He's he's not playing <laughs> he's not playing as many minutes. But when he's out there, they're just having him be himself. And when when the second unit has been him, Tatum, Grant Williams, and Sam Hauser, they just have a ton of shooting on the court. Like Grant Williams and Sam Hauser, they're both shooting like fifty percent from three. That won't sustain. But they can. They're both knockdown. Yeah. And then then you have Tatum and Brogdon to get in the paint and create. And and there's just a lot of offensive firepower with that. So they. Uh, but yeah, the Peyton. Per- why you gotta take a shot at Peyton Pritchard? That poor guy. He, he's had solid seasons his first two years, and every every year they go out and get somebody in front of him because they know yeah. he's. I wonder why. Because they, they know. <laughs> they know Jay. Like they need to get somebody better in that spot. It's yeah. it's that simple. And Brian, the one thing, I mean, he's Ryan Archie Dinacino, Minacino. James had a stroke halfway through. I want to hear James keep saying <laughs> that. Like, I want to just let the rest of the pod. I just want James yeah. to, to be keep fair. Trying. To be fair to James, there is no ending to that name. It does just keep no, going until you decide to stop saying it. How do you actually say it, Archie? <laughs> it's harder to say. Is it Archie Dinachin? How do Archie you say Archie Diacono. Diacono. Yeah. Archie. Oh, Diacono. see, I've never said that Niacano. Like, I've always said Chiacino. <laughs> no. Yeah. I've you, that still got it wrong. Yeah. you still got it wrong. I don't know We're not trying anymore. But the other thing, too, about I feel like the other thing with Tatum that we haven't really discussed, he's getting to the line better than he did all at any point in his career, averaging nine free throws. I mean, Jay did, Jay did just mention that. I don't listen to Jay most of the time. So, oh, okay. Well, maybe maybe be on a podcast and listen because Jay did just <laughs> say that. You got a bad ally on this one. I, I, I missed that one. My bad. <laughs> he is getting to the free throw line like a lot. It's a great here. point for everybody right. to make. My bad. <laughs> uh, speaking of Jason Tatum, I'm going to transition to the next topic, guys. Who's had a better start to the season? Jason Tatum or Luka Doncic? Now, I thought it was funny. I never think of this stuff. I guess I guess fans care and it, and it matters, but um, 
Luca didn't win player of the month, right? Wasn't it Paul George who won mm-hmm. who won player of the month for October? And I saw some Mavs fans like pissed off about that. I'm like, it's player of the month. Who cares? But I get, you know, like, whatever you want the recognition for your guy. I get that on some level. Um, but Luca is off to a ridiculous start. So is Tatum. Tatum. I'm so impressed by Tatum, not just his ability to get to the free throw line now, but also like, he just looks like he's in that, in that mode where, I don't think there's a bad shot that he's taking. Like every mm-hmm. shot looks comfortable in rhythm and that he can knock it down, which is not how it was until about halfway through last season. Right. Like he would take these shots. I'm just like, what are you doing? Like you, there's such a better shot there. And now it feels like he's getting to whatever spot he wants on the floor and not just settling. And, and so he's been ridiculous. Obviously his defense is phenomenal. Luca is averaging 34, eight and eight right now and two and two steals a game he's getting to the free throw line um 11 shooting splits are kind of bad though um that's always been the case so he's he's like he's yeah he just man he takes such bad three-point shots he he does like i I don't think it's shootability still he's he's 28.6 percent he's hitting 60 percent of his twos so like like the shooting everywhere else is fine but you're like i've just i've resigned to the fact like i don't think he's ever going to have a good three-point percentage because he just takes so many bad ones like he, he definitely like, settles it's like in the hardened three-point percentage where he's a very good shooter but just shoots bs shots it's like, it, he just but, turns into a carnival game but like he but also isn't it isn't it really sorry mo really quick isn't it also like when we talk about like evaluating guys at the college level you you're like all right i trust he's gonna be able to shoot three balls like he shoots good free throws like lucas never even shot good free throws like it's it's kind of weird. Like even this year, I just looked. He's seventy five percent, and he's never been above seventy five percent. So he's LeBron, bro. It's really you. Yeah, it's really interesting to me because like when we watch him, we're like, Luca can shoot. Yeah, and then you kind of just like look at like the numbers, and it's like, huh? Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, he was Euro Doey Braun. That's it. <laughs> he was. <laughs> he was thirty five percent the last two seasons from three. Um. You know, which which is league average ish, right? Like if yeah. he's doing that yep. on the volume, like that's that's good enough. It's kind of like the James Harden thing, like you mentioned. I um, mean, he just rarely gets an easy one. They're all off the dribble. There's nobody to if it were to be a catch and shoot, somebody actually has to pass him the ball, and it's something that they just don't do. You know, <laughs> and I think everything's the defense collapses on him. He has to go to a step back three, like. It's tough, and he's done this every year where he starts out slow from three, then he'll get hot for like a month to bring the average up to like 35%. But it's it's he's just never going to be a good three-point shooter, as Zach said. Like, I just don't think that's going to happen. Not till he has better teammates. By the way, Spencer Dinwiddie is on fire. Spencer Dinwiddie cannot miss threes right now. He's yeah, hit he's something like nuts. 17 or 18 over his last three games. Like, he he's shooting 46% from three on the season. He has been... So good. I questioned that move. I guess at the time I didn't, I didn't know if they were going to let Jalen Brunson go. So now that they have, now that he's gone to the Knicks, like this acquisition of Spencer Dinwiddie is, has been phenomenal. Um, but I questioned the move at the time and he is just like Trey, like Spencer's fit so perfectly next to Luca. You know, most said they, they don't have someone to, you know, really pass on the ball, but Dinwiddie is that kind of secondary playmaker and that secondary scorer. Like he's been, He's been perfect in that role so far. Yeah, I mean, Spencer is not scared of the moment, no matter what people think, no matter what people say. 
he feels like he is just as good as Luca in his head, and he will continue to just try to have that confidence, whether he's struggling or he's gonna keep it going. And it's always good to have those type of guys on your on your side. And right now, he's playing really well and shooting the ball really well. So um, that's a that's a good thing. But to answer your question, I think Tatum is having a better um, the better the better first twelve games or so. Um, the record shows. Obviously, the game of basketball is a team game. Um, and obviously Luca's putting up these numbers and I mean, you guys mentioned earlier about his shooting percentage struggles. Nobody really cares if they're not winning, you know what I mean? If they're winning games or yeah. not, or if, if, if the shots go in or he making them when they really count, he can go one for 11, but if you make the one that counts, then that's all that matters. So I don't think anyone's going to be a real stickler about the, the percentage and things of that nature. Um, but it's nothing to like dismiss as well. Um, we mentioned it about a week or a week or so. Um, about how he was leading the league in scoring. And I see it kind of mirroring the James Harden MVP season. Um, but clearly, Mavs fans are probably frustrated and want to actually win some ball games. So um, that's something that he has to learn how to, you know, get his team to get on the same level as him and, and win more ball games. He, um, he currently has, Trey, to your point, he currently has uh, – the third highest usage in in an NBA season in history. Well, we kind of knew that was going to happen, really? though, right? Because they took away Brunson, and I mean, then what he can handle, like I, you know, Dim- but they didn't but add other traders. They had Dim- Tim Hardaway. Hold on, Tim Hardaway Junior's back. Like I know he's slow to start, but like they're getting but him back. He's not really in the a mix. creator. He's more of a finisher. But he, I mean, he's it's somewhat. Like, he's an he's an isolator. You know, yeah. I mean, I like 39 percent is high. Oh, it's really he made, he made some comment. He made some comment about like, high. oh, you know, there's a stat for everything. It's like, yeah, but this is a pretty like universally accepted stat out there. Yeah. No facts. I I'm with Trey. Like I think I think Tatum's just been unreal um, in every facet. Um, and people want to factor in winning or whatever. Of course, that's going to give the nod publicly. But like Tatum is just on another planet. Like every three he puts up, I think is going in. Anytime he goes to the hole, left or right now, like I think it's going in. There's floaters. His mid-range uh, game is insane right yeah, now. Yeah, like he, I think he's, I don't want to say by far been the best player in the NBA so far, but uh, I think it's Tatum, a couple dots, and then the next uh, person. I, I, I mean, Giannis, Giannis up there. Tatum's too? also getting to the free throw line, guys. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. <laughs> Jay J, J said that. <laughs> <laughs> well, did. if you want to get to the Giannis is getting to the free throw line island by yourself first, like that's that's available. Oh no, I guess I just did it. No, you beat me to it. Joel and beat into the free Mo, throw you line. Just, Mo, do you just want to go? You just want to go through like the top ten free throw attempts so far this season. Uh, I, I have it right know. in front of me. Giannis at twelve point three. Luka Doncic eleven point six. Joel and beat at ten point four. There you go. Tatum. But, but to, Tatum's to, fifth. To, Mo, to Mo's point about the free throws. To, to Tatum, Mo's point about Jay's point about the free throws, yes. Yeah. Tatum used to have nights where he would go like two for 16. And if he didn't have it going from outside, he he was susceptible to really rough nights. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and now he's getting to the free throw line. He's shooting like 80% from the rim or close to it and, and getting really good looks at the rim, whether it's off cuts Seems like he's getting one or two like easy, easy buckets off cuts per game. He's he's finishing everything. Jesus, he's uh, he's eighty one percent three yeah. feet in. I mean, at the rim, eighty one. Good lord. And a, to to me, the biggest difference is not what happens when he has the ball, but everything that happens when he doesn't have the ball. 
like he has just become so much tougher to guard when he doesn't have the ball and it's making it so much easier when he gets it to put that into perspective Giannis is 80.9 percent this year yeah, I mean, Sheesh, Tatum. I, the growth of Tatum, like this is him arriving at that Giannis superstar type level situation if he can maintain it this year. Like this is the Tatum everybody's been hoping for and waiting for for a long time. It's just a lot of fun to watch him cook right now. I'm going to push back on James though, saying he's the be- he thinks he's the best player in the NBA. Still got Giannis. Giannis is just, Giannis. I, I don't think it's, yeah. I don't think it's as I don't think it's close. I think Giannis is the best player, and then it's Tatum. But I don't. I don't uh, think look, it's uh, if if Tatum keeps I think this Giannis up. Is the most dominant. If Tatum keeps yeah. this up, I don't know. It's a hard thing to keep. Like up. I, 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 absolutely. Like it, just like it was a hard thing for Giannis to keep up, right? I, I feel like Giannis. Like, oh, I feel Giannis like Giannis do does this physically. He's able to dominate the game just because how big he is physically and the way he's able to move. It's for Tatum, sure. Tatum's Tatum's big boy and everybody out there. He gets into like into the mid range area, like he's bumping dudes off him to get the the space. Like, I mean, it's very, um, it's not quite the bully ball of like of Carmelo, but it's not far from it. Yeah, I think Tatum's one of those guys, and I learned this once I once he I don't remember if I got, if I started covering the league first or he got in the league, but he's bigger in person. Like that's a dude. Yeah, like he's got big he's, shoulders. He's six ten. Yeah easily like it's not you see him next to these guys like he's he was like the guy that shocked me the most like this dude is huge obviously you expect Giannis but like I didn't think Tatum was as big as for he, me it was Marcus Gasol that dude's Marcus guy Danilo Gallinari always gets me oh yeah because he's, like, he's like 6'11 <laughs> like he's like a yeah. legit center size yeah. and like just enormously bulky and it's like oh my god yeah. that dude is that yeah. skilled in that size like how the hell no wonder he's so slow are do these players even exist um <laughs> <laughs> uh, no one is no nobody's gonna is gonna go for luca here luca's way up there i mean it, yeah. when you get to this level it's nitpicking like, right it's, We're, I don't, i'm not saying for i'm not saying the yeah. best player in the league i'm not saying i'm just saying the better start to the season between him and him and tatum because Tatum does have, I mean, Trey brings up a good point about about the winning and everything, but Tatum also has a much better team around him, much right? Better. Like Dallas isn't bad, but Tatum has a much better team. I, st- yeah, I still but, look at it even, sorry, James. No, uh, go ahead. I still look at it in a situation if Luka had the better team, his scoring would be down, his, effect, his usage rates would be lower, and we wouldn't be having this conversation. So I think... Both teams support both styles of play. Yeah. Um, in that, in that, in that, in that right. You know what I mean? But so I think um, overall. But I think Luca would oh, get ahead, easier Mo. shots if he had a better team. He wouldn't have to work well, as hard. Sure, <sighs> sure, sure. But 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 he wouldn't be. I get the, he wouldn't would he be top them? five. He wouldn't be top five in anybody gawking at the the scoring. You yeah, know what I, I mean, I he wouldn't th- be a part of this. He wouldn't make this combo but, like, right now. But, but yeah, Tatum, like Tatum, has guys that attack, drive in the lane, and I know Dinwiddie does some of it, but it's not to the point where it draws all the help. Like when Jalen Brown's on the court and he drives, it forces the defense to rotate, and it gives Tatum an opportunity to attack the second side. Luca doesn't get a lot of those, and maybe that's part of just the way they run offense and things like that. Yeah, I, I think mean, it gets a little bit. If he, I still think he can maintain the scoring if he gets a little more. It gets easier opportunities. I think we see with Lucas, he also fades down the stretch because he has to do so much throughout the first three quarters. Well, I think part of that too, Mo, is the the Mavericks have built their team around him, right? 
Um, not that the, the Celtics aren't built around Tatum, but he has grown into this role where it's kind of just been like, oh, Luka can do this. So let's just, how do we build this yeah, team? Luka walked into it. Right? Yeah, he he, yeah. he kind of walked into it where, where Tatum has grown into it. And I do think, was it James who brought up the, the Harden stuff? Like the MVP Harden era in, in Houston, there are a lot of similarities into how these two teams play yeah. offensively and everything yeah. with that. It's identical And, to and me. it makes me wonder, yeah. and I don't know if this is a knock on Luka necessarily, but it makes me wonder, can Luka play another way if he was on a team like Boston? Like, or not can he, would he be, would he be like easily adapting to that, to a different style of play? Or is this like a, he likes the, he like, maybe he's a control freak. He likes to have everything run through him. And because he's so good, he's so talented like that 39% usage. There might be part of him going, yeah, let's, let's up that. This is too low. Give me 57. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you know, like, I, and I, and again, I don't think it's necessarily a knock on Luca, different ways of approaching this and different ways of, of playing. But, um, I think the answer is no to your question. Maybe. I, I, I don't but, know. But we'll never know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe we'll know, but I don't know. And especially this young, of you know, Luca's going to have to go through some stuff to, if he's going to kind of mold his game into something else that might provide better balance at the end of games. Like, I don't know. Um, but also, yeah. I mean, Dallas doesn't necessarily provide that. I mean, I guess KP was supposed to be that. And it was just a bad fit. By the way, uh, we're yeah, not going to talk about it just yet, but my Wizards are on fire right now. They're looking pretty good. They locked up Utah. Locked last night. up Utah, yeah. Jay King. Locked them up. I, I like we're not going to talk about that it. Game. And now we go. That still doesn't impress me. That like that still doesn't impress me. Two, three weeks ago, we were talking about how the Jazz were going to be the worst team ever. It still doesn't impress me. I still think they'll come back down to earth. The Jazz, like yeah, earth, earth. Absolutely. absolutely. It's funny. I saw some... Uh, some some Rockets fan or blogger or something. I don't know. I can't, I didn't look too much into who it was saying, but had tweeted something about like jazz fans have to be mad that they thought they were going for the next prospect, you know, the next big prospect since LeBron. And instead they're headed for a first round exit or something. And people started lighting this dude up. And I want to like, I don't, I don't want the mentions or whatever, but I was kind of thinking like, I mean, he's right. <laughs> he's right. Like, cool. It's, you can it's, look, right. it's, the, it's the harsh, it's the yeah. harsh truth. Yeah. It's the like harsh you truth. Get, you get, and I honestly think. Go ahead, Dre. No, I was going to say, I honestly think like it's the plot twist. We, I mean, I, I can uh, I can redact a lot of things at this point. I don't want to say redact, right? I didn't see Portland being good. I didn't see Utah being good. Um, and like I said, it's too early to be like apologizing for those takes. I mean, it's, it's 12 games in. But I will say this. Everyone, every single one, not even Jazz fans, Figured that this team was just going to kind of pack it in because Ainge is in the front office. Well, except Tony no, Jones, I, our good friend Tony Jones. Tony, I'll, Tony was right. To- I I was shitting on Tony Jones. I used to text him after every time he said they were going to be okay. Again, hold on. The Wizards last year started ten and three. Okay, no, yeah, the Wizards yeah. started ten and three last year. Jazz started ten and three, and guess what? Wizards knocked their ass down to ten and four. So this is I'm telling you, there's some similarities here. Just, okay, it's, so it's again, I'm glad that you pointed that out, yeah. but I also see some foreshadow, like some shadow of like that. 
Isaiah Thomas Celtics team that wasn't supposed to be shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they end up making the yeah. playoffs. You I also know say saying? the 20, the 2013, like 2014 Suns were supposed to tank for Wiggins right. and Jabari and all those guys. And they yeah. won 48 games out of nowhere. That worked out for the them. Tobias though. Harris yeah. Clippers. Yeah. That team kind of had good players, though. People just thought they... They stunk, but they kind of had a lot of like pretty good players. But the thing is, though, too, randomly, they're winning so much now. Even if they drop to the level that the the Wizards were last year, they're not going to be in the top five in the draft. They've, right? They've yeah, won too I, much yeah. They might have already screwed right? themselves like, for that. Right? You've yeah. almost shot yourself in the foot where you're like, the, well, we the, might as well go for it. I, the thing that helps them is like. You know, San Antonio has a surprising amount of wins so far. OKC does. Indiana does. So it's kind of like that helps them a little bit. But we're still talking about like five or six wins to 10 wins so far. So you got to make up those, you know, that difference. And then, you know, I don't think anyone expected Detroit to be this bad. No. And I did. The guy who knows the team did. But <laughs> but this bad, like worst net rating in the league. No, I didn't like, expect that. But yeah. destroyed in the second half. More important. I think they'll look better when they get healthy. Yeah. Even if it's the names people want to laugh at, the names that are coming back healthy, it'll help. The best result out of all this, though, the, is the Lakers getting the number one pick and it going to New Orleans. Fuck, I, man, I've been calling that since day I one. Mean, I want that to happen They're two so and bad. ten right now, and it's like, this is exactly... I told everybody, I told everybody this team is a bunch of bums. Like, don't let the, don't let the pretty names distract you. Like, this is a bad team, and it's gonna, I think it's going to get worse. Yes. I think I, I think this is more entertaining Lakers basketball. Like this is I've, I've like enjoyed this discourse more. I can't watch. I can't when watch good. this team. I can't watch this love, team, man. I, I hate watching. We're talking about play. it right now. But last year we had a Lakers segment on every show. Yeah, and and this year they're so bad that we can't even do that anymore. And I love that. <laughs> I think it's better it was, for basketball. It was tough talking about them last year. It was tough. It was. Frank Vogel's got to be the happiest man in the world just sitting at home. He probably grabs a beer. I bet he puts that ring on. on. I bet he puts that ring on before every game. (laughs) Puts his his ring on, grabs a beer, and just watches him get beat by 25. Do you think he called Steve Nash after he got fired going, like, trust me, this is better for you. This is better, yeah. And you made more money, Steve, so don't worry about it. He's sitting there like Troy Brown Jr. (laughs) Oh, man, I like Troy Brown Jr. I don't know why. I just do. I want better for him. I want him back on the Bulls. Uh, that sounds like a Jay take. Jay, I feel like Jay no, would like Troy No, I didn't Troy say Brown he's Jr. good. I just said I like him. All right, that's fair. Jay, that's fair. Jay would be like, oh, he's a problem. <laughs> so he's built different. Troy, Got Troy that Brown dog in him. <laughs> All right. Um, real quick, some, uh, some trade rumors. Uh, apparently... The Miami Heat would love to get a reunion with Jay Crowder, who's obviously had some success there in Miami. Uh, but reportedly, the Suns want Max Struess back in return. Don't do it, Miami. Can't do that. No. Don't do Struess it. Struess is so good. You bet. Yeah. Struess had 31, right? I think so, night? yeah. Like Struess. Last night? And Struess is like, Open. I don't know if people are profiling because he's white and doesn't look athletic, but Struess is a hell of a defender. Like he's legitimately yeah. a good defender. He's got incredible hands. Like you can't let Struess go, not for Jay Crowder. No, no. And that, and that, they do need a Jay Crowder type, though. Like they need someone with the size to play the four. Agreed. Yes, but still be yeah. versatile. I mean, may, maybe if Duncan and, Robinson came back to being the player he was pre-contract, maybe that would make it easier to do that. But I. Man, I think Struess is someone who needs to be there for a long time. No, they can't even even if Duncan Robinson because becomes the guy. Because you guys said it, 
Duncan Robinson ain't going to do what Struess can do defensively, at least just being in the right spot, making the uh, quick hands and things like that. It's, it's, I, is Phoenix I, overplaying its hand here? No, I just Phoenix can't trade Crowder for just draft picks. They're trying to win a championship this year. Like they're in an especially especially with the the Cam Johnson right. Like injury. they need like to the, yeah. they need to get a piece back. Like I I understand Phoenix's demand of like yo it's you want him it's going to cost you Struess. Like it makes sense for Phoenix to demand that. They don't have any other options. They can't go and just take all right. Just give us two second round picks and whatever two way guy or something. It's it's not going to work for them. They need a piece back, and that's what makes this Crowder trade so hard for them to find somebody. Who's trading them a piece that they need? Is it more important that they trade for Jay Crowder and get that type of player there or that they find new naming rights now that FTX has gone under? That's got to be the quickest naming right era of all time. Dude, what, Tom, Ziller, Tom, year, Ziller, Tom Ziller, point, I think it was a little over a year, but Tom Ziller pointed out that um, that back when Smoothie King Arena happened in New Orleans – it took eight months of like investigations or studies or whatever to make sure that the Smoothie King wasn't putting, uh, wasn't putting like banned substances in their smoothies. Oh my god! Like on wow. accident or whatever. Like that was a <laughs> real thing that happened. And like with all these like crypto, crypto dot com arena and FTX arena and everything. Like, oh yeah, we take that money. We know that we. You know, it's yeah. not real. We'll take it. That's fine. And now look what happened. Now the Heat are going to have a Bang Bros uh, patch on the top of their jerseys. <laughs> is is UD going to do Bang Bro commercials like he's been doing for FDX? Okay, let's move on to something more problematic and more offensive. Let's go to J King's King's Minute. Hey, you guys want to lighten the mood a little bit? Please. Yes, 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 I do. It's time. It's time for J King's King's Minute. Brought to you by Jay. Brought to you by Jay. Hold on, Jay. Let me get the timer started here, all right? Uh, your King's Minute starts now. The Kings, baby. Uh, <laughs> I, should, I should be excited after this week. It was a 2-1-1 week. They beat the Cavs. They beat the Lakers. They didn't have LeBron, whatever. Their offense is humming. Don't run that stop sign. Don't run that didn't I'm have LeBron here, stop sign. I'm about the missed foul call on Clay Thompson. What the hell? This should this could have been a three and week for the Kings. They could have had wins against the Warriors, the Cavs, and the Lakers. And the NBA just missed oh the most obvious foul in the world. Kevin Herter shoots a three. Clay Thompson hits him at least three times. Like <laughs> just hammers him. They cancel each other out. Call. Give the Kings some respect. Give them some respect. They deserve respect. Mike Brown deserves respect. De'Aaron Fox deserves respect. Kevin Herter deserves respect. By the way, they're 27th in the NBA in uh, defensive rating. And they, they have, have gray, gray jerseys. jerseys. <laughs> Those things are <laughs> fucking disgusting, man. At least, uh, at least their building sponsor. Well, they once had power, <laughs> power Balance Pavilion, so they have learned from the naming rights. How are we not talking they about the laser stupid... on their roof? What are we What are we doing? <laughs> no, nah, man, the Luxor's got that, and Luxor still has people in there. I'm, Does I, it? I don't mind the laser on the roof. I don't. Yeah, like it's people looking for a deal, but it's still you know the Luxor still got people in there. You can still get a good like a good little like roulette run 
at the Luxor, walking through, going to another casino. You could do that. I think I think that happened the night J. King was taking charges. Or was that Excalibur? It was one of those. But when J. <laughs> King's taking charges from strangers in the street. When you guys showed me that when video. When you guys showed me oh that video. Gosh, oh, my gosh. He actually 3 did 3 a.m. People just trying to get back to their hotel room. And, and J. King just goes in front of him and flops. <laughs> I, I took it straight to the chest. <laughs> Two months later, that man got married. <laughs> and it's... Just stunning. Uh, Jay, I'll give you an extra, some extra time if you want to talk about how the Kings needed to take it down to the wire against a Lakers team that didn't have LeBron James. Do you want to talk about that or no? Here, here, here's how I'm going to spin this one. The Kings are good enough now to play down to their competition. I like They won five of their last seven. Off, yeah. Offense is number eight in the world. That was a, mm-hmm. a very good win against the Cavaliers. <laughs> Had the win in the world. In the world. <laughs> the, win against, the win against the Cavs in the world is great. Uh, the win against the Cavs was legitimately impressive. Yeah. Like, there is no, yeah, like, yeah. oh, but what about this? Like, that was a legitimately impressive win. Mm-hmm. It sure mm-hmm. was. The, other two the Lakers were not. The other two teams The Orlando stayed. win was not. Warriors. Stayed. I mean, they've, they've beaten stayed. Charlotte, Orlando, the Lakers for three of those five wins. I don't know, Jay. You, you can only beat the teams that you're scheduled. But the, the rest of the schedule has been vicious. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's been a pretty it's been a pretty solid schedule so far. Yeah. I can't I can't I can't disagree with that. Um, well, actually, strength of schedule is twenty sixth. Yeah, so that's been pretty hard. Been pretty difficult. But they're supposed to be built for. But the they're playoffs, supposed to be right? built for the playoffs, right? No, no, no. I actually. Th- this is the thing. Kings fans were chanting like 40 wins, 40 wins in, was it, summer, in the summer. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're not going to get that. But um, but I don't like that's a good goal. This whole like, oh, what if they make the playoffs? And that's that's ridiculous. Jay King saying they're going to be a good defense now. That's ridiculous. But the play-in tournament is wide open yeah. for that 10th yeah. spot with because the Lakers are so bad. They should shoot, for that. They should shoot for that. Yeah. Like that's a legitimate goal is is, is by default making the play-in tournament. I think that that's progress. I just don't think they're. I just think I think a fall is coming. And well, you, you know the problem is, is, is you would need you would Minnesota, need Minnesota to, start to start playing basketball, basketball properly again. Next week we will dive into just how dumb that team is because I'm going to need more than five I'm, minutes I'm for that. Really uh, if they actually are pretty good. Though. I'm not worried. Uh, all right. Make sure you're checking out all the great NBA coverage on The Athletic, theathletic.com. Make sure you subscribe for the best coverage, not just the NBA, but the sports on the damn internet. For Trey, for Jay, for James, for Mo, I'm Zach. Keep it locked in on The Athletic Podcast Network. Podcast Network.